I only have one question in regard to the zero hedge debate. Why? Just why? The Griff Report starts right now. Two, one, boom. Hotep Jesus. Of all the Jesuses I know, he's the Hotepiest. Social scientist and YouTube host, Hotep Jesus. How the fuck do you get a name like Hotep Jesus? It's the one and only Hotep Jesus. Ryan Sharp, better known to the world as Hotep Jesus. Hotep Jesus. Hotep Jesus. Hotep, Hotep, Hotep Jesus. Hotep, you're a genius. Hotepjesus.com. Somebody said... What do you think you are? Some kind of Hotep Jesus? Ooh, and that's I was good. Just like, ooh, that's sexy. <laughs> yes, I do think I'm Hotep <laughs> Jesus. Greetings to all the Hoteps. Welcome to the Griff Report Live Monday to Friday, 2 p.m. Eastern. I'm your host, the Griff God. Hotep Jesus. Hotep Jesus. Hotep, Hotep, Hotep Jesus. I think I got to bring the volume up on that. Oh, this is a real Hotep brother. Hotep, you're a genius. Hotepjesus.com. Hotep to the chat. Hotep to the Hotep estates. Hotep to all the Hoteps. Andre Brown, I see you. Hotep. I'm about to give Andre Brown a wrench. Let's go ahead and uh, give him a wrench here. Welcome, Dre. You are now moderating the channel. Feel free to uh, become the Stalin you always wanted to be as the chat is moderated by communist dictators. I appreciate you. Uh, Grifty's tickets on sale now. Let me get this pinned tweet up. Bing, bong, boom. Is that right? All right, good. Perfect. Perfect. And of course, I can't modify that without doing this. Boom. Okay, good. Got that up and going. In case you didn't know, Grifties are around the corner, March 9th. Here in New Jersey, make sure y'all uh, go check out the tickets. We got uh, a couple of people have confirmed. Anomaly has officially confirmed. We got Shane Cashman of Tim Cast IRL. Um... Alex Stein, Primetime 99, Chrissy Mayer, much, much more. Did I did I miss anybody? I know Fresh Mike's in the chat somewhere. Did I miss anybody, Mike? Did I miss anybody? Shout out to Fresh Mike, making sure the Grifties happen on time and great. Working on some pre and post event stuff, too, so look out for that. Pre and post event. We'll probably do a breakfast or a lunch. If you guys want to do that, some of us will go down to Jabari's restaurant the morning after. Because I think that's a Friday, right? I think the Grifties are on a Friday. No, the Grifties are on a Saturday. So maybe we'll do the morning thing at Jabari's spot. Um, Or maybe we'll crash it Friday night. Maybe we could crash it Friday night. I don't know. We're going to figure that out. We got plenty of time to figure that out. And then we'll work on like a little, maybe a, a meet and greet. We should probably do a pre-meet and greet at the hotel. A meet and greet with all the influencers. Come, kick it, have brunch, sign autographs. Yeah, that's probably what we should, we should do. Probably a few hours before the event. Because the hotel is not far. And and make sure you get in contact with us because the event, uh, the, uh, I believe it's called the, um, 
Sinesta Suites. Sinesta Suites, and they have rooms for less than a hundred bucks. So make sure y'all book over there and tell them you are with uh, the Dojo of Comedy, so you can get that discounted rate. Um, again, not 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 sure how many of you know this, but Apex comes out this week. Apex comes out this week. This is for strength support. We want to maintain optimal testosterone levels. So this is our testosterone uh, support supplement. Can't wait to start using this. I got some samples coming my way this week. Can't wait to start using this uh, as uh, I'm on my um, my gym routine. Started leveling up, hitting the gym moving away from the home workouts. So I can't wait to see what this does for me and my body um, should turn me into a gorilla. No racism jokes allowed. <laughs> Sinesta Sweets, right, okay. Um, anomalies added officially. List on X posted just now. All right, let me go to, let me go to, let me go to X. Here we go. Where is it? Oh, here it is. Got it. All right. So far, confirmed live appearances include Hotep Jesus, Canon Hotep, Uncle Hotep, Alex Stein, Primetime 99, Chrissy Mayer, Phil That Remains. Basically, we got the Tim Cast coming without Tim Cast. Um, I actually emailed Nancy today to find out what's up with Tim. Maybe we can get Tim in there, but we got um, Phil That Remains and Shane Cashman from Tim Cast IRL, Sonny Johnson, and of course, President Doe Dubes. Um, it's probably somebody else missing here, but um, make sure you go get your tickets. Make sure you go get your tickets to our event. Um, a lot of perks come with attending these events, as you know. You get uh, first dibs on a lot of things and much, much more. Anyway, let's start the show. So over the weekend, I didn't even know about this. I I, I was I, uh, I should probably find that tweet just to show you how out of the loop I was. I had forgotten this was a thing. Hold on. Where is it? Let me find a tweet because it was... P-Dog Knight actually sent this to me. And it was Jan 6 Insurrection Celebration Weekend, a.k.a. Janteenth Weekend. And I posed this question to my followers and I said, uh, how did you celebrate Janteenth? And P-Dog said he was watching the shit show debate on X. So the debate hosted by uh, Zero Hedge moderated by Ian Crossland. And I said, there's no way I could be seen on camera with a grown-ass man named Destiny. That's a stripper name. Oh, this is a real hotel brother. And we're going to get into this a little bit further. Uh, I added, I said, why is Alex Jones the only one whose voice doesn't sound like they're taking gender swap hormones? It sounds like everybody on the, on the panel was on uh, hormone therapy. Really weird. Really, really weird. So let's go to the tape. Let's pull up some clips here about uh, 
and see what they were talking about here. Uh, actually, before we get into that, I want to play this Michelle Obama clip. I have no idea what's going on in this Michelle Obama clip. I hadn't had a chance to uh, watch it yet. So let's watch this first, and then we'll get into the Zero Hedge situation. Let's see what she's talking about. The things that yeah. keep me up, because you, you don't have control over them, mm-hmm. and you wonder... Where are people, where are we in this? You know, where are our hearts? What's going to happen in this next election? I am terrified about what could possibly happen because our leaders matter. Who we select, who speaks for us, who holds that bully pulpit, it affects us in ways that sometimes I think people take for granted. The things. Mm. Okay. Shit got serious. Shit, Shit has officially gotten serious. When they pull Michelle Obama out, not sure if Biden will be running again, but it's interesting that they pull Michelle Obama out. I'm going to let my mind uh, sit on that and we'll come back. We'll revisit that thought in just a few. In the meantime, let's take a look at this zero hedge debate and some of the clips uh, that have circulated online and then some of the grifting uh, to follow okay um hold on okay okay just want to make sure all right i have them all all right let's go to the first one and let's see here Way. Was this an attempted coup? Do you guys think this was an attempted coup? Of course no. it was. The, the, Obviously the, the, it was. The Hunter Biden laptop. Oh, the, my God. The weaponization Taylor hearings. Clinton's emails. The censorship. Russia that, uh, there's COVID. no Russian connection. That's all. This mRNA is. vaccines. Oh, take your extra. I want you to take all the Global shots. Global warming. How many shots have you had? None yet. You want to take some? No, I want. I, I, way. Was this an attempted coup? <laughs> now, before we get into the rest of the clips, I want to talk about Ian Crossland. I like Ian. Ian's a cool dude. Uh, very interesting character. I'm not sure what his role was in this debate. They said he was supposed to be moderator. And, uh, and so it, he didn't do much moderating from the limited time that I watched. He didn't do much moderating. So I'm wondering, just wondering, was that part of the plan? Was it about like, hey, I'm going to have a hands off approach to moderating this debate and let these guys just go at it for shits and giggles, for the lols, right? For the memes. Was that the tactic? Maybe, right? Because I thought to myself, I'm like, you know, you did. if I was, you know, judging myself and I did exactly what Ian did, I said I, I did a poor job. But maybe it was designed this way to bring the most memeology. So in that case, I can't say he did a poor job. I think did a great job being hands off and bringing us these classic moments because trying to separate Alex Jones and destiny probably would have limited the, what the hell was that? Limited the number of um, results in the memes. Let's go to the next clip. I was there. 
there was a million over a million people and they said police are attacking and we got there like shooting tear gas and then a bunch of feds helped break through with some idiots that got mad at a brawl and then the cops go come on in everybody come on in so, so Alex, and Alex. so there's all the everybody sees those videos now okay so, you so, call this the new pearl harbor worse than 9-11 so, 3,000 people do you disagree let me ask you this do you disagree with the, them claiming this was worse than Pearl Harbor or 9/11, I I think it depends how you ask that question. Oh, I, I would say wait, I would what? say no. It's not worse than Pearl Harbor it, or 9/11. What, what are you oh, basing okay, on? It? Are you it, basing? No, 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 no. I get it. I get it. No, no. Trying to take people's votes away is. There's no way you can compare Jan 6 to uh, Pearl Harbor or 9/11. You just it's just it's not even in the same class category, rung level like nowhere near close at all you just can't compare the two that's uh something that the left created to villainize the people of um jan 6 and uh demonize demonize those people and uh it's it's gross grandiosity it is um hyperbolics exaggeration and and it's a tactic that a lot of the shills and grifters use you know both left and right you know last week we watched a clip where uh, poso called a guy a thug and said he threw him off the platform so you know many of these media types use uh various pieces of language and tactics uh to uh, create hyperbole uh, to make things seem larger than life bigger than what they really are for the for the clicks for the attention let's go back no no so no, no. Sacrosanct, but you're so, trying to take so over worse Trump. What? i think worse there's an unprecedented now these are the crash between twins and i'm just wondering are they on hormone therapy why does their voice sound like this are they trans serious question serious question are the crash and teen twins trans That's a serious question. I'm gonna I'm gonna ask the internet. Crash and Steen twins trans. Serious question. Cause I don't know. I'm not I'm not up on you know, I don't know, you know, y'all know these people better than I do. But listening to their voice, I thought maybe you know, maybe they're actually women because um, that's what they sound like. ...that a president of the United States would do everything with, within his power to prevent the peaceful transfer of power to the next president. He said, that I want you to peacefully march down to the Capitol. That is a uniquely horrible event. So the horrible. march to the Capitol, what was bad was him watching the riot happen for three hours and doing nothing. No, no, it took him... An, it, no, it was the riot was happening. He spoke for an hour and a half. It started then. Then he got back to the White House. I think they... I think this is the InfoWars studio, and um, I don't know if you're supposed to do this or not or how this would have turned out, but there should have been like a live fact checker. You know, Alex hires a lot of people uh, or a fair amount of people, and they should have had somebody live fact checking things that people were saying during this debate and throwing it up on the screen. Or maybe that would have disrupted the experience. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not a professional in, you know, uh, at that level of broadcast media. Would have been interesting.
watched it like 30, 40 minutes and then shot a video. No, you're lying. He got back to the White House. He got Mark Meadows delivered a note on his desk that Ashley Babbitt had been shot, and he sat there sipping Diet Coke for an hour and a half. The guy that you called your leader. How many pardons pardons did Trump do for the patriots that got uh, unfairly charged with crimes and convicted in the Capitol? I was there. Why didn't Donald Trump pardon any of those people? Why didn't Donald Trump pardon any of those people? There's not going to be. There's not going to be an answer to this because there's not. You're scared to answer any questions. They claimed their timeline. Every he single spoke for almost. Yeah, if I'm a moderator, I need like a mute all button. Like right there is is this is the spot where Ian's supposed to hop in and be like, everybody shut up. You're talking over each other, you know. An hour and a half. What, 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 just keep it one at a time. It's easier. Okay, so Ian's trying right there. When he first started speaking, so you had an hour and a half on. See, Ian Croson is different from me. Uh, I color outside of the lines. I don't do things by the book. I've always been a rebel. Um, I probably would have been pacing back and forth in the background, uh, trying to do, you know, trying to do my job, you know. And they, and, and producers probably would have said, "Hey, Hotep, you just got to sit down." And I would have told the producers, "You can kiss my black ass. I'm doing my job. You just keep making sure the camera's in the right spot." But yeah, I would have. I would have taken uh, serious control of this debate and, and, and try to make it professional. But again, I'm not sure what the goals were. Maybe the goal is just pure entertainment purposes. It didn't exist. I was there. So you're there, Alex. Mm-hmm. So tell me, were there weapons there? No, nobody okay, used so, weapons. So are you telling me? Yes, are you there were weapons. Me? You know, you're right. Yeah. You got me. He's going to say uh, the cops. Yeah, they, they shot Ashley Babbitt and they threw people okay, so. off the off the off the off the balcony. And they beat a woman's brains out. You're right. They, they there were there the were there were seventy five. Oh no! Nobody shot a woman. Nobody beat a nobody woman. Nobody beat death. a woman on the ground. That's a fake video that got put out. That was not <laughs> real. Ashley Babbitt's fake, folks. It was wow. Shot. I Ashley like how you would shot. think that years after and the event, we're now getting unreleased footage like there were a thousand people right around it. There's that video. One. Look at Grant Glen uh, Glen Grenwald. What is his name? Grant Green Glen Green Glenwald. Glen Greenwald. Green walls. I don't know. He back there just looking, just looking out of place. Five different without her getting beat by a baton. How would that take years to report? Oh, my God. Everybody on everybody on X. Get him saying they didn't beat a woman to death. Everybody watching. Yeah, yeah, let's. You just screwed yourself. All right. Let's go to the next tape, and then I'll give you some some thoughts on all of this. This looks like a tape. This looks like a commentary by uh Chief Groiper, Nick Fuentes. When I defended Owen, you just said, here you are advocating for insurrection again. Exact quote. A guy saying, don't go in the Capitol as a reporter, and you don't even stand up for the First Amendment. Or you other don't trust the court. Do you trust the courts? I don't think most Americans do. That's when you have real okay, revolution. If you don't trust the court, real revolution. What do we do in a real revolution? Hey, listen, we're not trying to go there right now. We are there right now. We just were. It's January 6th. Listen, if there was any time to go don't there, worry. don't touch me. Okay, there, listen, if, if there is one, where, where would you... If there is one, you're going to lose, sure. Buddy. Okay, we'll see, okay? Where <laughs> is the... Hey, listen, I we're not trying to go there right now. We are there right now. We just were. It's January 6th. Listen, if there was any time to go don't there, worry. don't touch me. If okay, there, listen. If there is one, where, where would you... if there is one, you're going to lose, sure. Okay, I, we'll see, okay? <laughs> where is yeah, the... Yeah, yeah. Didn't like four people dying on January uh, 6th for OBC and that? I love how much he hates Destiny. I, I love think... him just dominating his space <laughs> and doing this, like, freedom interrogation. So you're going to stand up for the First Amendment? <laughs> 
You like that, huh? You like that? You would have shot her? You're sick. What about Julian Assange? <laughs> he really is funny, but you do got to give him credit. He is funny. Like, Let's go to the last piece of this story, then. I'll give my final thoughts. My final thoughts bridge off of this next tweet I'm about to show you. So let's go to it. So this is a tweet following um, that debate, Jan 6, 2.35 p.m. This is from Lex Friedman. And he says, I'm hosting a long-form podcast debate between Ben Shapiro and Destiny soon, each representing the right and left of American politics, respectively. They are two of the most skilled political debaters in the world. If you have topics or questions, let me know. And I, I responded to this with one word. Why? Why? And I'm going to need the callers' help. You guys call in. Text Hotep in your name to 202-596-5631. Text Hotep in your name to 202-596-5631. If you want to get on the phone lines in about 40 minutes here. And I just want to know why. So here, here are some of my initial thoughts. Why destiny? And how destiny? How has destiny risen to this level of great grifter? What has he done? I don't. I, and I'm not asking this to denigrate him or downplay him. I honestly am not. I'm just not familiar with his brand, right? Is is destiny the best the left has to offer? And or is he the only one from the left willing to debate? It seems like the Krasensteins and Destiny are the best date that the right can get to debate. That's what it seems like. And that's pretty sad. The left doesn't have anybody else that can come and debate. Any any real professionals, anybody. I guess I guess if you you know, cucked and uh, let your wife bang other men and then she left you and then sued you for money or something like that. I guess that's a great representation of a male from the left. So maybe Destiny does represent the left. <laughs> Hotep, you're a genius. Hotepjesus.com. Maybe, just maybe. And, um, okay, so then the second thought, I guess, is this is about who's got the most reach. So Destiny has, I don't know, how many followers does he have on X? 215,000, but he's got way more subscribers on other platforms. Um, and then Ben Shapiro, we all know Ben Shapiro. How many is Ben Shapiro at right now? Ben's at, damn, Ben's at 6.4 million? That's insane. I didn't realize he had that many followers. So... Again, my question is why Ben Shapiro? And 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 who would you who who would you say the should be in this debate instead? Who would you send instead? I want to see it in the chat. Who would the right who would you rather see uh the right send into this debate? And who would you rather see the left send into this debate? You know, when it comes to the left, I really can't think of anybody. Um I think Personally, I would choose Cornell West. Uh, I mean, he's the most educated person probably on the left that I can think of that would be willing to debate. 
And again, it comes down to willing to debate. And I'm saying he's willing to debate because I've seen him debate Candace Owens, have honest discourse with her, with uh, uh, Gavin, Gavin McGinnis, McGinnis, Gavin, something like that. Um, and uh, that was a pretty decent debate. I enjoyed that. Um, on the right, who would you say? Ryan Dawson versus Ben Shapiro? Come on, man. <laughs> Shout out to Ryan Dawson. Now that would be interesting. That now Ryan Dawson versus Ben Shapiro, I'm there. I'd put I'd put I'd I'd spend twenty dollars on that debate to watch that. I'd spend twenty dollars on a pay per view to watch Ryan Dawson debate. Um He said Cornell is too honest and real, Destiny ain't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. You probably need a, a straight up liar. Robert Kennedy I really don't want to listen to Robert Kennedy speak because his voice is fucked up. No diss. I'm just saying. Um, you watch Destiny sometimes. He's the only one, the, the only leftist that seems uh, sort of trying to listen to other people. Hmm. Hmm. Let's see what the rumblers are saying. Tim Dillon versus Destiny. Oh, Dave Smith. And see see what I'm saying? Like, you guys always have to go straight to libertarians. We can't include libertarians. But this goes back to my point before that the best minds are all libertarian on the right. Um, Get Hotep Jesus in there. That would be dope. That would be dope. I wouldn't mind doing that against destiny though. I'm not, I'm, I'm telling you right now, I'm not debating destiny. I, I, I couldn't, I couldn't do it. I can't, I can't, I can't debate destiny. I just, I can't do it. His name's destiny. I'm not, I, I, I don't want to see Hotep Jesus versus destiny as a headline anywhere. It, 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 it's bad branding, very bad branding. Um, Hotel Jesus versus Ben Shapiro. Uh, yeah, depending on the topic, that could make sense. You know who 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 I'd love to see uh, from the right would be Royce White. I would send Royce White in. Why is everybody I'm thinking of black? Royce White would be dope. He he seems like somebody that would be a passionate debater. Um. Uh, Scott Horton, Scott Horton again, but you're naming libertarians like you're right. You know, I can't. Oh, you know who? Matter of fact, we might as well just go right into this next tweet. Let's pull this up while we're here. Hold on. Let me find this. Because I want to talk to you guys about this. This this account seems very strange. So at Fringe Views um, says, updated, thanks for your suggestions. I'm focused on the cross-promotional network involved. This group ignores knowledgeable voices in order to keep it in the family and control info. There are probably more should any come off. So this is a new establishment narrative gatekeepers. And... uh, 
hold on. Let me look at this person's account. I I, I just want to see first of all. Okay. Um. She's uploading to Rumble. Okay, so that means she is a real person, I believe. Okay, she's a real person. All right, confirmed. Uh, hopefully she's not an AI bot, because you can make AI videos now with people. But what is her? What is her take? Like, what is what is her angle? Um. Let's see what she. Let's see. I just found out that Vivix. Uh, Rolvent is funded by Peter Thiel. Thiel also partners in Vivix Strive Capital Management. It's pretty safe to say that Vivix is Peter Thiel's baby. So she's definitely anti Vivek. Let's see what she said about Trump. Because um, her her list concerns me, and I think this may be a bitter list. Right? I think this is a list of bitterness. So let's go Trump. See what she says about Trump. Get some insight. Lord of lockdown, father of the vaccine, bringer of warp speed. Okay. So she's critical of Trump. She's critical of Vivek. Um, actually, my bad. Let's see her thoughts on Biden. Let's see what she's talking about here. Okay. She's definitely critical of Biden. Let's do DeSantis. Uh, all right, so she seems to be critical across the board, which is good, which is a good thing. So now let's come back. Actually, let's let's check let's check for Nikki Haley. Last one. Um, yes, people have said that being against it, I think that. Okay, so she has she has some critique of Nikki Haley, at least a, a little bit here. All right, so let's go back, go back to the tweet, and let's look at this list of people that she's uh, posted here. So left to right, I'm not gonna be able to recognize all these people, but we got Tucker, Russell Brand, Alex Jones, Joe Rogan, Tim Cass, Tim Pool, uh, Dan Bongino, PBD. Candace Owens, Steve Bannon, Ben Shapiro, Eric Weinstein, or one of the Weinsteins. Is that Jordan Jordan Peterson, Lex Friedman, some dude I don't know, some lady I don't know, uh, Ian Miles Chong, Andrew Tate, Dave Rubin, some dude I don't know, Scott Adams, some dude I don't know, a couple I don't know, Jack Poso, Zuby, uh, Michael Malice, uh, don't know, don't know, Mario Nawfall, um, I forget. Uh, this is um, Robert McCullough, I think his name is. No, that's not Dr. McCullough. That's uh, he's Robert something else, I believe. Um, uh, I see Charles Haywood on here, Gutfeld. Uh, who's this doctor guy again with the white hair? I forget his name. Uh, Stephen Crowder, and then the rest of these people, people I don't know. Then it says Cross. Promotion, X, Rumble, Daily Wire, Rebel News, Infowars, The Blaze, Vivek, JFK, Elon, and investors, they have Elon, Trump, and then two guys I don't know. Um, So names I would not include on this list. First of all, we got to go with Michael Malice. Uh, I missed him in my assessment, but 
I don't think Michael Malice should be here as far as narrative gatekeepers that he's so libertarian and so anarchist. I don't even know how he made this list, it, which my initial thoughts were she's bitter that these people won't talk to her. Um, and, and a lot of it has to do with raising your profile. A lot of people aren't going to talk to nobodies. But I will say, you know, Michael Malice, first and foremost, he uh, probably the first major um, podcast. The first time I was in studio podcast talking politics and current events uh, was on Michael Malice's podcast. So he gave me a look. So let's take him off the list. Alex Jones, Joe Rogan, Tim Pool. Let's take them off the list. I understand why they're there. Um but I would take them off the list because anybody who's platformed the hoteps obviously is not doing a good job gatekeeping. Let's just call it spade a spade. If you've given a platform to the hoteps, you are definitely opening up a lane to new voices. And Tim Pool's hosted us a bunch of times. So I would throw him some bail. Joe Rogan's had me on twice and you know the story with Alex Jones. Dan Bongino, haven't had any interactions with him. PBD, you guys know that story between me and his company. Although I don't, I wouldn't, I understand why he's on his list of gatekeepers, but Candace Owens, does Candace Owens have the power to be a gatekeeper? I mean, I guess she could be. In fact, maybe Candace Owens should be a gatekeeper because um, I remember her organization, um, Blexit, you had some people defecting and saying that she wasn't supporting. She was taking credit for their work. So that's definitely gatekeeper type stuff. When you have your people uh, that you've commissioned to do outreach for Blexit, you know, say, oh, you, you never, you know, gave us credit for the work we did. You took all the credit in a way. I mean, it's her organization. So if you work for her, she's supposed to take the credit. But if the people are upset, maybe it's because she never platformed them, never gave them a shout out. And it, sometimes it just takes that that little bit, right? Especially on a huge platform like Candace Owens. Just shout your people out. Uh, who else would I remove from this list? I would take Steve Bannon out. Uh, understand why he's on the list, but the fact that he platformed Royce White and, ha and Royce White has his own show on that platform says a lot. Um, Jordan Peterson. Does Jordan Peterson even have... I don't even think... I guess he's a narrative gatekeeper, I guess. I don't know. But does he have a platform where he can even gatekeep? Um, Lex Friedman. I mean, I'm not familiar with Lex Friedman. I don't know where he came from. Uh, t it seemed like he came out of nowhere, but that could just be a blind spot for me. Uh, he's never platformed me. Uh, I'm not bitter about it. I, you know, it's whatever. Like if he said, hey, I want to talk to Hold of Jesus, I'd, I'd talk to Lex. He seems like he has a nice platform. I'd love to, um, you know, talk to him about. Um, just not exactly sure, you know, why he's there. Or, or I should say, I'm not exactly sure why he's important, like how he got his platform and all of that. I'm just not sure. Just, you know, somebody's got to give me some backstory on where he came from. Uh, who else would I remove? Scott Adams, Scott Adams, somebody who's shown me love um, prior to me even interviewing him. Um, and he sent me a nice, you know, we invited Scott Adams to the Grifties and he sent me a nice, a nice, uh, uh, he sent me a very respectful no. Um, he basically said, uh, actually, I'll show, I'll show you our, our DM exchange here between me and Scott Adams. 
Um, I'm sure he wouldn't mind because there's nothing crazy on the screen here. Um, hold on a second. So, what's going on? Why is it not letting me? What the? Oh. All right, here we go. So I said, yo, my white supremacist brother, we're booking for the Grifties uh, next year. Uh, live show at the Dojo Comedy. Um, uh, what's your booking contact info? And he said, I prefer Colonizer. It sounds like fun, but I'm not booking anything outside of my house for now. I'm enjoying watching you expand your power. Keep being you. So that's dope. That's dope. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Um, so, uh, you know, got a lot of love from 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 you know, a nice, nice, respectful. No. Right. All right. Let's come back. If I can find that. Let's close some windows out. Come back to this. All right. Uh, so I will remove Scott Adams, Michael Malice, Charles Haywood came on my platform. Yeah, we, we had a wonderful discussion. I've been diving into Charles Haywood's work and trying to understand his line of thought about various subjects. Um, he has some interesting things to say about the war between right versus left. Um, so I think I, I was listening to one podcast. Charles Haywood was talking about how we should be focusing all of our effort on fighting the left and no infighting on the right. So I'm going to invite him back on. I have a bunch of questions I've been collecting as I listen to his material because I think he's a fascinating mind. And I just wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't include him here. Again, anybody who's spoken to Hotep Jesus is doing a very, very, very poor job of being a narrative gatekeeper because we are the destroyer of narratives. Um, Gutfeld, again, uh, against the wishes of the powers that be. Gutfeld has platformed me, so he's a terrible narrative gatekeeper. Um, yeah, yeah. So those are the names I would move. The rest of these people probably deserve to be on here. Um, and that's no, you know, indictment against any specific individual on this list. As I said, I'm not going to, you know, name names specifically of these people, but, um, I don't know if I like the term narrative gatekeeper. I don't know if I agree with that. Um, the better term is grifter. Hotep, you're a genius. Hotepjesus.com. You know, that's why the grifties are important. Shout out to grifties.com. It's probably the most important is, is, is grifters. They're not really narrative gatekeepers. They're more like... Um, uh, I mean, kind of, well, maybe that isn't a bad term, narrative gatekeeper, because they they do keep people on a script. They do pe keep people on a script. Many of these voices here are keeping people in a certain mindset. So maybe maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe, maybe narrative gatekeeper is an okay term here, but... Um, no. So who would I 
from this list, who would I send into a debate? I'd probably send Tim Poole, Joe Rogan into a debate against a leftist. I would send Andrew Tate, Michael Malice, Gutfeld. I think my first pick would probably be Charles Haywood. If I had to send anybody on this list into a debate, it'd be between Charles Haywood and Scott Adams would be my two top picks. Um, Michael Malice and Gutfeld being tied for third. And and I'm choosing this based upon approach. I think Michael Malice and, and Gutfeld would bring too much entertainment value. Whereas Scott and Charles, they're more on the boring end of the spectrum. And that's really what I want to hear from a debate. I want some strong, boring, intellectual commentary. You know, Gutfeld and, 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 and Malice, they're going to be too funny. I'm going to have too much fun watching them debate. Shout out to Rudy DeVette Russo. He said uh, he let his wife bang other men. So she banged his way to the top and then left him for bigger pockets. Laugh my ass off. Don't be a cuck, people. Shout out to Rudy. Thank you for the super chat. Uh, Strong Dad said, if you watch Destiny in any capacity, you a bitch. I don't want to hear this fair leftist bullshit. Destiny gay as fuck. You know, that's my thing about debate and Destiny. It's like I went back and forth with myself about this because you'll go to uh, debate a leftist and then their thing is don't platform that person because you you're, you don't, we don't want to give a voice to particular people on the right. And I think that's an unfair thing to do. However, strategically, it's intelligent. So it's frustrating, but strategically, it's intelligent because why would you give a voice to your opponent, right? Why would you even allow people to so that was my take where it was like destiny is so out of bounds like why are we even platforming him but then it's just like well are we being like the left in that matter to which now i'm i'm, I'm arguing that you know it's not about being like the left it's about just being strong strate- strategically and maybe learning from the left and how they choose who to debate when and where and not give a voice so in that in that sense, I'm leaning towards not platforming destiny. You know, let's get somebody serious up here. Like, wait, wait, like, what are we really doing? You know. Um. So yeah. Um. Let me read some comments here in the chat. Uh. What was the issue with PBD podcast? I don't want to rehash it. Russell Brand is a gatekeeper, is he? I don't know. I don't I don't I don't watch his stuff. I wouldn't know. Uh Lex has a fake resume, does he? Lex is MIT. He has a lot of AI connections. Sure he might be an op, but he interviews two uh people in the field, primary AI, machine learning, robotics, and astrophysics. That's true, because I have listened to his podcast to get um, you know, I was I was listening to his podcast to prepare for my debate versus uh, uh, Cyprian. And I got to be honest with you. I listened to five different podcasts uh, in regards to AI on Alex Friedman. 
and only one of them I liked. Only one of them, the guy I felt had some some opinions that I thought had some weight, some studies, some background. The rest of them, I'm just I'm listening to them and I'm like, ah, you guys are kind of corny. You guys are kind of whack. Um, yeah, Scott Adams seems okay. Um, Glenn Beck. Not familiar with Glenn Beck's work, but Fuego de Basarello. He said the old Malice podcast in New York is how I found you, HJ. Really? See that? Shout out to Michael Malice. I think a lot of people found me through Malice, and he platformed me twice. Retro Neon said those libs were either high on soy in that debate and or castrated. Yo, let's go. Let's go see if anybody answered my question on Twitter about them taking hormone therapy. Let's go take a look. So we got 52 responses. Um, <laughs> they were a boy and girl, then they switched to the opposite. <laughs> oh, man. Catherine uh, Maturell says, my voice is more masculine. He says, saw one of them on PBD, looked like an AIDS patient from the 1980s. Um, he said, nah, just low T. Uh, nah, political positions post-2020 are polarized to the extreme of physical phenotypes. The Krasenstein's behave in an annoying and effeminate manner and have soft features. Many modern liberals just look and act androgynous. Ooh. He said, well, they're Jewish, so it could be like six different genders according to the faith. Come on, Claude Adams. <laughs> That's terrible. I don't even know what that means. Um, trans species. Pretty sure they are reptilians. Um. So yeah, yeah. I, I don't know exactly know what's going on with the Krasensteins, but it is what it is. Um, how many followers did I lose this morning for my uh? Oh, I'm only down like 30 followers from my question this morning. So I posted this question this morning, right? Um, mostly because I just don't know what the hell's going on. So I posted, uh, and when I posted this question, I knew I was going to lose followers and I knew I was going to end up blocking people. But um, I really was asking the question because I just didn't understand what's going on. And I said, why are the farmer protests acceptable, but the Palestinian protests not? Both block roads. No. Is it an I agree with these people, so it's okay thing? So, you know, my thing is when people talk about the protesters, the Palestinian protesters are talking about them blocking roads. And they disagree with that. Um, and then I saw the farmers protesting and they were blocking roads. And I'm like, well, both are blocking roads. How come one gets preferential treatment over the other? Right. Removing all of my particular bias. Now, if anybody is a, is a familiar watcher or frequent watcher of this show, you know, I'm just extremely objective to where I just don't pick sides uh, until uh, there's a need for it. So, you know, between the Palestinian protesters and the farmers overseas, I really don't give a damn. Uh, although the protesters did block off the uh, Manhattan Bridge, uh, Holland Tunnel, like that's some severe blockage anyway. So um, 
we got some interesting responses here. Somebody says farmers are protesting abuse of government taxes and seems more organic than Palestinian uh, ones. And I'm like, probably that that's probably true because I made a video about this and the Palestinian protesters uh, appear to be astroturfed uh, from my point of view. Um, and and the, the farmers do seem to be organic. Uh, no pun intended. Um, said, I don't think the farmers are paid protests. Yeah, true. Said it's team sports. And I said, yeah, it makes sense. And then I, I think that's that's probably the, the thing here. And then uh, Libertarian Party of uh, Orange County. And they said, um, the farmer protests use the roads. Few of them block roads. Uh, the Dutch farmer protests use medians and side of roads for burning hay. They didn't damage the roads. Um, so I did some real quick search and uh, the, it looks like the farmers are blocking access to major highways. Um, so really what this comes down to is, like I said in the question, is just that, you know, you agree with one set of people over another. So in that case, it's OK, which means that the argument has to be tweaked. You can't have the argument of, oh, my God, these people are blocking roads. The argument is you guys do not have a legitimate reason to protest. You're exercising your First Amendment right. But you, your, your reasoning for protesting is just, you know, I just disagree with it. And I think that is probably the uh, more intelligent argument than, hey, you're blocking roads. It should be, yo, we don't agree with you and you're blocking roads, you freaking moron. Um, but if I had to pick sides, I probably would side with the farmers. I mean, the farmers, they are protesting. Basically, what it comes down to is there is a tax subsidy that's been removed. Uh, I believe this is in Germany on uh, diesel gas and, um, you know, other issues with the government. But, um, you know, farmers coming under attack um, is something that we're going to uh, see more and more, uh, even in the United States. Um, as the government tries to move to uh, fake food, right? Um, as the government tries to move towards controlling food production and distribution. So, um, yeah, I would definitely side with the farmers. Anyway, let's go back in the grip bag. I got more here. Uh, we covered that. We covered that. Um, let's take a look at all right, let's take, hold on. Let me close out some windows first. I want to show you some really wild shit I saw today. Um, hold on. I want to open up a few tweets here as we get ready to take some phone calls. And I want to hear from the phone calls, you know, why should we debate destiny? Should we not debate destiny? Um, I want to hear from you guys. Is he an op? Is the right part of the op? of making him somebody because that's what it feels like to me is a possibility that the right is contributing to making him a an op um, or is an op to make him a thing right so first things first I want to cover this this has been in the griff bag for a week now so I want to just go over this really fast so um, all right So there's this account named Eden, what is it? Eden Young Money, okay? And I just want to post this to make you guys feel better about yourself. That's all. That's all I want to do is make you feel better about yourself. Um, 
So uh, his account has now been protected. He's now protected his tweets. Uh, and he says, I'm making 25K per month at 16 years old. And here's how. And then there's a link to his uh, telegram. Right. And uh, when I saw a kid was making $25,000 a month, I was like, oh, cool. Let me check out what he's doing. And maybe I can learn something from him. And then lo and behold, there's an image of him with stacks of money. And then um, the now deleted tweet, as you can see here, let's go back. Um, let's go here. The now deleted, wait, what is going on? Why is it? Come on, Elon, can you make an app? Um, okay, so here's the stack of money, right? And And I always like to, you know, give people a fair shot. But if you look at this stack of money in this image, right? Um, he's got the stacks of money here, as you see on the desk. Then they zoomed in on it, and you see right there, and it does have a serial number. Then when you cross-reference the serial number with money you can buy online, you get the same serial number, 860, ending in 860i. Folded and banded up the same exact way. Purchasable money. So why am I sharing this with you? Simply because if you see somebody making money online, don't feel bad. Many of these people are scamming, okay? And I'm gonna show you a really legit scam that a lot of people use and they make you feel like you're inadequate because you're not making money online, right? So one of the old school ones was drop shipping. And basically what somebody would do is they'd get a drop shipping store, buy some products from China and then sell it in a drop shipping store. I don't know, something like watches, right? And then um, they would make $100,000. But what they would do is they would post total revenue. Um, but they'd spend... There'd be a huge ad spend. So so uh, make a long story short, they're not showing you net. They're showing you total gross. So you always want to ask people, what was net? What was after expenses? What was your profit after expenses? Because if you're not talking about profit, you're just talking about revenue, then it's kind of fluff, right? It's, it's not real. So uh, basically how the scam goes is you dump a, money in, uh, dump a bunch of money into ads and then the ads bring sales, but because you're spending money on ads, that's money spent and has to be calculated into net income. And people aren't sharing net income, so that's one way you might see a scam online. So if you see somebody making money, um, so, so to complete that, so basically what they do is they'll show 100,000 in revenue and then they'll sell you a course. Here's how to make $100,000 in a year. And then they sell you the course and come to find out what happens is the course is actually their real money maker. It makes them more money than the actual product. You'll see this with like uh, Tony Robbins and these other guys who charge like $5,000 a ticket. Now, I'm not saying that Tony Robbins is a scammer. What I'm saying is that often the education is more lucrative than selling the actual product. And in Tommy Robbins case, it's probably not a scam, right? Because when we scale men of order, you damn right. I'm going to put out a course through men of order on how we scaled our business to show people how we did it. Um, and I think, it, it, and I believe that it will be uh, a lucrative 
um, source of income for the company. But the, 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 the premise of what I'm saying is the education to make money is more lucrative than whatever you did to make that money often, not all the time, but sometimes. And that's sometimes can be scammy, you know, like, especially if somebody's trying to sell you on some drop shipping, like drop shipping's just dead, right? Like, it's just, you know, you can buy direct from fucking China yourself now. Um, they got Temu and all these other different places, right? So people are getting hip to that. So, um, yeah, drop shipping is definitely not it anymore, depending on what you're drop shipping, right? Cause not all drop shipping is made, is created equal. Um, but the education portion is definitely um, very lucrative. Very, very lucrative. All right, let's go back. I got some more in here. I just want to show you that skim scam just in case you guys saw it. Let's take a look at this video. Apple's got a new product out. I want to know, are you guys buying this thing? It's no volume here, I guess. So it looks like uh, usual app icons for an iOS and this is their goggles brings you into uh, an augmented reality experience it looks like it's controlled by your eyes interesting okay are y'all getting this or are you scared of this I'm I, I gotta be honest with you I'm I'm a bit I'm a bit scared of this I don't know if I like this this is this is a, this is a bridge to a reality that we may not come back from. Um, it's gonna put us definitely into some transhumanism type situation. Um, although if you're hanging out with an ugly chick, you can put a filter over her face and that might help you out, right? But then that can be strange too, right? Because you know you turned your wife into something she doesn't look like, or maybe you turn her into AOC and now you're banging AOC. I don't know what kind of sick shit people would do with this, but this is what your mind has to do, right? But also it might take you into uh, an alternative reality that you don't want to unplug from, which could have uh, some subconscious ramifications. I'd like to hear from y'all if y'all going to purchase that or say no to that. But so far for me, it's a huge no. I don't think we need to be confusing the difference between reality. Although something like that could be good for scientific purposes. Let's go to the next video. Jewish rapper. Uh, named BLP Kosher says that cracker broke with no hustle, but he blames it on the Jews. Uh oh. Let's take a listen. See, I try to give him a pass. Too many homo, too many homo references in this, in this, in this rap for me to continue playing this. 
is a big no for me. It's a big no for me. It it smells like smells like Hollywood Illuminati initiation grabbing your balls ritual. That's what this that's what this just it, it this is the vibe I get. Uh it's a huge no for me. Wow, YouTube hit me with a we've detected in your stream belonging to someone else. Your stream may stop. Damn. He's definitely connected. He's definitely connected. If they told me I can't play this video no more. I'm glad I stopped. I don't want to play it any, in, anyway. This shit is weird as shit. Uh, yeah, that's a huge no for me. Get him the fuck off my screen. Last story. I'm going to go to the phone lines. Last story. I'm going to go to phone lines. Paul L. Gonzalez says, before rebranding as a Trump stalking horse for the primary, Vivek called January 6th a disgrace and praised Mike Pence for, in his own words, resisting Trump's attempts to get him to unilaterally overturn the results of the election. Vivek to Fox News on January 2021. When I saw the disgrace that unfolded at the footsteps of the Capitol on January 6th, I cried. I was in tears when I watched on television that day. Vivek in his book, Nations of Victims, in September 2022, Mike Pence, a man I have great respect for, decided it was his constitutional uh, duty to resist Trump's attempts to get him to uh, unilaterally overturn the results of the election, even in the face of January 6th Capitol riot. Our institutions did hold in the end, but they shouldn't have been tested. Let's go to the clip from your boy Vivek and let's take a listen. This might be controversial to say, but I think that when I saw the disgrace that unfolded at the footsteps of the Capitol on January 6th, I I cried. I was in tears when I watched on television that day. This might be controversial to say, but I think that when I saw the disgrace that unfolded at the footsteps of the Capitol on January 6th, I I cried. I was in tears when I watched on television that day. This might be controversial. Hey, let me get some caps in the chat. Let me get some caps in the chat. Blue caps in the chat. If you think this is pure cap. Coming out the mouth of Robert Robert Shlami. Put some caps in the chat. He said Vivid from Edison. <laughs> Listen. Is he capping or what? He was crying. Tears came to his eyes on Jan 6. Hold on. Let's see what, where Hotep Jesus was on Jan 6. <laughs> Let me see if I can find the video. <laughs> Jason, you got the video of the Hoteps on Jan 6? Uh, let me see. Here we go. Here we go. Um, Yeah, this is it. Yeah, this is it right here. I found it. Let's go here. Let's put let's put this on the screen. Paste and go. Um, is this it? No, this isn't it. This is, or is it? No. This is Jan 6, 2021. When did it? Wait a second. No, no, this isn't it. This isn't it. That's not it. Um, I'm not going to find it. Jan 6 hearings. 
What was the title of that video? Jason, what was the title of that video? Because it was all smiles, shits, and giggles for us. I don't even know what the title of that was. I don't feel like looking for it. But let's go to the next thing here. So here it is from his own book. He says, uh, Mike Pence, uh, it's from his book. It checks out. A man I have great respect for decided it was constitutional duty. Da, 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 da. So as Vivek since turned, let's take a look. Where's Vivek? Where's Vivek's account? Well, there he is. Vivek. All right. What's his? Uh, what has he said about January 6th recently? Did, did he say anything about Jan 6th recently? Oh. Uh, and let me check the chat for the cat. Yes, there's a lot of caps in the chat. It's a lot of caps in the chat. Heather said I was watching HJ live stream the whole thing. Yeah, I would live stream the whole thing. Yeah, why 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 would he be crying? I don't get I don't get why Vivek Vivek you said anomaly nailed him on that? Did he? Good for him. Good for anomaly. That's just weird. Why would he cap about something like that? Is this is this uh the way the wind blows type situation? You know, go whichever way the wind blows. Is is that what this is? And what did he say about the Capitol this weekend? Oh. Uh, Wait, did y'all see the Laura Luma back and forth? Laura Luma came came for uh, Candace Owens. I saw it because Goldstein commented. I'm like, damn, Laura on her neck. Uh, apparently upset because um, Candace is going to be on a road with Vivek in Iowa. And, and again, I, I don't, because of Goldstein's take, I don't view it as her campaigning in Iowa, I think it's more of her supporting Vivek's role as Trump's surrogate. So in a way, she's supporting Trump by proxy. As opposed to, you know, saying, hey, you know, um, I, I, I support Vivek over Trump. All right, so let's see what Vivek has to say. Government entrapment day. That's how this should go down in history. That's why I named it that at the start of today. Why does language matter? The left controls the language. Language carves the channel through which thought flows. And that's why we actually fall into the traps that we do as a country sometimes. Well, you know what? I've said that as your next president, I'm gonna give you the truth about what really happened on January 6th. We deserve the truth. We can handle the truth. We don't have the truth right now. But based on the facts that we already have, I we don't got the truth right now. Why don't we have the truth? What? What? I thought, yo, don't we got the truth? I think we all. I don't understand these people, yo. I I don't know if it's just it. It could just be me. It could just be me and my ignorance of politics and how you are supposed to operate in this world. But um. What truth? 
I will tell you that every peaceful protester from January 6th will earn a pardon from me on day one in office, on January 20th, 2025. Not some number of years later, not my last day in office, in my first day in office. And that's just the beginning. Anybody else who was also charged or pled for a crime on January 6th will go case by case to make sure that people didn't have their constitutional rights denied or treated unfairly with two standards of the rule of law. I do think that this is one of the key civil rights issues of our time. I'm going to stand for it without apology. And you know what? If we have a president who actually tells the people the truth again and stands for justice with one standard of the rule of law for all Americans, that's the first step we can take as a country to actually make sure that hopefully our best days can actually still be ahead of us. I'm going to do my part. Thanks. I mean, I he said the right thing there, right? I'm going to pardon the Jan Sixers, as he should. Anybody who takes office should probably pardon anybody who was a peaceful protester on that day. I, I would agree with that. But that goes without being said. You know, it's weird. I saw somebody tweet the other day, oh, Vivek's the best candidate we've had in years. And I'm thinking to myself, he's the best candidate you have in years, but that doesn't credit him with doing anything. That talks That, that speaks more to the fact that your options in the past have been so fucking terrible, atrocious. Uh, you know, we watched them handle a protester, a leftist protester with great finesse. You know, I get props where it's still. It was great finesse. He handled it. He handled it how Hotep Jesus would have handled it. You know, like I said, lead with love. You lead with love and, and few things can, can go wrong in this world for you. And, um, the thing is, uh, most people just aren't that smart. And um, most of these political candidates are, okay, so either they're dumb, they're taking orders, they're or they're grifting, or all three. I think Nikki Haley is a good example of being all three. I think Ron DeSantis is a good example of being all three, where they can't think without authorization. They can't talk without authorization, without a hand up their ass playing the puppet master whereas Vivek you know he's you know sort of the dark horse in the race I guess you can say um but uh and and it doesn't seem like he's got the hand up his ass uh it seems like he's operating off operating off his own volition it's just a straight up grifter right and um but you know your your past options you know are just terrible that's what made Trump so appealing. Like the fact that, you know, Trump won showed you how dismal the options were for uh, the Republicans. So, you know, the, the competition isn't there for Vivek. It's just not there. He's just younger and smarter and more savvier. And the rest of these people are just outdated and antiquated. Anyway, we're going to go to the phone lines. Text Hotep in your name to 202-596-5631 if you want to get on these phone lines. And I'll be right back after this short, brief commercial break. <laughs> 